From St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, a joyful Christian community, this is Soulful Sundays. A weekly podcast of our 5 o'clock service. I'm Patrick Miller, Director of St. Mark's. Welcome. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. 
The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of the body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I have this uh, very vivid memory of visiting uh, Jerusalem and, and walking through the old city and, and finding my way to the Western Wall, which is um, the last standing wall of the Temple Mount that they, that they um, believe was like the actual physical structure of this temple that we just heard about in tonight's gospel reading. It was a big place. The Temple Mount is, is huge, and um, you can walk down onto the first century streets of Herod, like the stones are still there and like the feet of my body that touched the stones were the same stones that other people's feet from the first century touched, right? Like, it's the place. It's not a recreation of the place. It's the place. And as you walk along this street, you can see on this side the market stalls. The market stalls. And, uh, and they're real close, y'all. They're real close to the temple, I've been thinking a lot about this reading juxtaposed with what we hear from Exodus, right, and the, the, the Ten Commandments, and particularly the one about Sabbath and rest and um, what it means, what it means to hold and protect holy space, holy space, and that can be time, that can be like physical geography, that can be a place within us, but the significance, the importance of holding that space apart and separate from all other elements and whims and influences of the world, right? And, and we see Jesus get real mad. He makes a whip of cords and he physically drives people out of the temple. Like you want to talk about righteous anger, 
Um, and is it okay to be angry? Is anger an okay emotion? And we see this great um, example of Jesus like being angry, right? Um, so next time someone says like anger's bad, it's not. It can be like really healing and therapeutic and appropriate under the right circumstances, right? We've got to feel our feelings. But that's a different sermon for a different, different year. Um, what Jesus was doing was saying, you stopped holding this space as holy and you let the world creep in and creep in and get a little bit closer and a little bit closer and all of a sudden they were under the roof. They were in the temple. They weren't just around the temple or near the temple or up, you know, across the street from the temple. They were in the temple and this space, this holy space that is sacred, that we have set aside strictly for the worship of God, for the revelation of God in our lives, for our own relationship with God, it has been inundated by things of the world, right? By things of the flesh, <clears throat> by the market, by capitalism. Y'all, it's Lent. And, like, if there were ever a lintier message than this, I don't know what it is, but, like, we have to tend to the holy spaces in our lives. Whether that's inwardly in your heart or it's this space here where we gather to say our collective prayers, we have spaces in time and in place that are meant to be just for God just for our worship of God, just for our relationship with God. Take your day, take your Sabbath, protect it. Take your space, your temple, protect it. Take your church, protect it. Take a stand, be disciplined and say, in this place, in this time, we are just focused on God and ourselves, and our worship of and relationship with God. That's like all of Lent, right? That's six weeks of what we're doing. The power of that can be incredible. When I went to the Western Wall, you kind of go down in, in this ramp, and there's two sides, right? One for the men and one for the women, um, and y'all, um, the, the Jewish people have been praying at this wall for centuries. For centuries. This, this physical place of stones stacked up stories tall is bathed in centuries of prayer and pain and hope and offering everything that they have to God. Right? It was a, it's, a, it's a space that is protected just for that purpose. And I had the pleasure and the privilege of, of walking up to this wall and kind of waiting my, my turn in line. And when I finally got up to it, um, I, I put my hands on it and I leaned my forehead in and the stones were cold. They were cold. And my bones buzzed with the energy of the wall. And that sounds kind of weird and crazy and like new agey, but um, it's true. Like the space was physically like vibrating 
with the energy and the power of centuries of prayer that had just been washed over everything. And I thought I was going crazy, right? I, th- I was like, what is this experience? Like, did I um, over-caffeinate, you know? Like, am I, like, kind of jittery on caffeine? Did I not eat? What's happening? And we, you know, I kind of backed away, and I left, and I got on the bus, and one of my very best friends was sitting next to me, and I was like, hey, um, I think I just had a really weird experience. And she was like, did you buzz? My mouth's open right now. Y'all can't see it. <laughs> And I was like, yes, I literally was like, it was like this transfer of energy from this innate object into my body. And I was like moving with it. My body was being completely transformed by it. She's like, me too, me too. And like little by little on this bus, oh man, I had, that's what I was feeling. All in all, in 30 people on this bus. And so many of us had this incredible experience, right, of like um, something that none of us could really explain. But it changed us. I won't forget that day for the rest of my life, right? It changed us. And I will tell that story, as crazy as it sounds, for the rest of my life, because that's the power of a place that we set aside just for the sacred and the holy and the worship of God and our relationship with God. One day someone will walk in this church building and they will buzz with the energy and the power of decades and decades of prayers that have washed over this place. Maybe it's already happened. I don't know. But if it hasn't yet, I believe that it will. That our prayers will make a difference in someone else's life down the line and that it will change them. It will transform them. That that is the lasting power of keeping sacred our holy places. And that's what I hope for this week at least in Lent we can take with us. Amen. But thou art strong Jesus, keep me from all wrong I'll be satisfied as long As I walk, let me walk Just a closer walk with Thee. Jesus is my plea. Let it be, dear Lord, let 
to thy shore Just a closer walk with thee This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. Special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason-Hammond, and featuring Jeremy Nuncio, Asher Pudlow, and Andrew Gordon. Join us every Sunday for Soulful Sundays at 5 p.m. at St. Mark's, 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org.